no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, welcome to another edition of First and Pod. I'm Danny Parkins with Andrew Filipponi. Do us a favor, subscribe, rate, review, send this podcast to a friend every game every day we are coming to you as soon as the Niners and Broncos game ended Pony was that an awful game or a good defensive game uh more awful I know Collinsworth and Tariqo were trying to spin it as you know trying to pat the defensive coordinators for each team on the back no I mean this is why this is why San Francisco I think is so limited with Garoppolo as the quarterback. Look what happened tonight, Danny. I mean, 11 points is all they gave up, and that wasn't enough to win the game. The guy's running out of his own end zone for a safety like Dan Orlovsky. He throws an interception late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Trent Williams got hurt. You know, He's one of the best tackles in the entire sport, but that's got to be enough. I mean, they've lost two games now that they should have won but they didn't because their offense was basically incompetent. Yeah, I agree. There were there, there were dropped passes. There were interceptable balls that weren't picked. Um, you know, I came into the year thinking that the Niners were a top five defense, and I, I think they still can be. Um, and the Broncos defense is probably going to be a top half of the league defense. So I, I do I do think that they it was, they're good defensive teams, but Garoppolo just he misses way too many easy ones. He doesn't, he doesn't hit the layups. You know, it's, it's one thing to not be a playmaker, but you've got to consistently hit slants five yards in front of you. The Williams injury I'm sure will, will linger for them. The only like real positive I would take for either team is that Russ did move around better. Like he didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but he had six rushing attempts and he had a couple of plays where he got flushed from the pocket and then still looked downfield and made plays. It it felt a little closer at times to Russ looking like Russ, where his superpower was keeping plays alive with his legs and extending things and like kind of making something out of nothing. And I thought there were moments where he flashed and looked like a guy who could still do that at a pretty high level. Yeah, he waited until the end of the game to do it. Yeah, he waited until the very end, and then you know he won it because he hit Hinton, the old uh, quarterback, the COVID emergency quarterback, yeah. on a big gainer, and then Sutton, and they finally got it in the red zone and scored a touchdown. So I do think that that's the positive you take away from this game is that Russell Wilson in crunch time wanted to go back to being the guy that made him, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback. They also had a third and nine. Uh, where Nathaniel Hackett, with the other team having two timeouts, just decided to run the ball. So and he Collinsworth can... was all over that. That that was probably Collinsworth's best moment of the night. He was like, "There's too much time left. It doesn't yep. matter. Go 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 for the win." And of course, Hackett didn't do it. Now they're playing against Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's the only positive that you get there. You know, that's the only reason why it probably pays off is the guy on the other side. But yeah, I think last year there was a game. It might have been against Tampa Bay where Mahomes made a great completion late downfield at the end of the game and like a light bulb went on for him and the turnovers went away and he like, you know, went back yeah. to being MVP Mahomes. And I think it's possible if I'm a Denver fan, 
I'm trying to make that same argument for Wilson after this game tonight. Yeah, because so. because it, it wasn't a good statistical game. Like they they for a huge portion of that game they were unwatchable offensively. But I, I I did think that if you squinted hard enough, you could see some optimism for the guy that you gave a quarter of a billion to. Uh, another top heavy day in, in the NFL, but a pretty good card overall. Uh, you know I wanted this game to lead the show last week, so put it at the top this week. Miami Buffalo, you. You picked Miami before the season to win the AFC East. So yep. I guess small victory lap for you after this game. But what's the biggest superlative you're willing to hang on the Dolphins through three weeks? Division favorite, AFC championship contender, Super Bowl contender. Like, How far are you willing to go for this team that's undefeated right now? Well, I think they are a Super Bowl contender because they've won all three games, and in two of them, I think they were the inferior team. I think they got outplayed by Baltimore, and all the yardage stats today, almost 500 yards for Buffalo, the number of plays, the uh, 90 plays to 39 plays, doubled them up in time of possession, and the Dolphins somehow found a way to win the game. Even though Tyree Kill was mostly held in check, he only caught two balls and was targeted three times. It was honestly more about the Bills, uh, their inability, going back to the start of last year, to win close games. They were 0-5 in one-possession games, Danny. It came up again in this game, and McDermott, again, like doesn't, I think, foster any confidence when on third and 22 he's only rushing three guys with both the safeties out and he just gave Waddle time to get behind backups in their secondary for the play that ended up winning him the game set him up inside the 20 and then Edmonds ran it in and that was all she wrote so Buffalo's blunders I think are why Miami won but if you're the Dolphins you're three and oh and I don't think they played their best football yet They haven't played their best football yet, but I don't know what their ceiling is. Like, I I feel like a hater because it's 3-0 and they put on an offensive show against Baltimore, who before the year was higher up in terms of the contender rankings and the odds in the AFC. And then they just beat Buffalo, the Vegas favorite to win the entire thing. So, like, I feel like I should give them more credit. But there's something when I'm watching that my eyes are telling me that these results are a little fluky whether it was the blown coverages. A little bit. They're a lot fluky. Okay, well, so then they're not a Super Bowl contender. (laughs) Well, I think they are because I like their team on paper, and I just think it's hard to beat their their weapons. I just think it's hard to beat those guys. Yeah, but there's some – but, like, your eyes, man, your eyes will tell you something. Like, if if it was about coverage breakdowns against Baltimore, and then today – two starters in the secondary in in Hyde and Jackson for Buffalo aren't playing in that game. And Bill's players are just dropping like flies due to cramps in the Southern Florida humidity. That's not going to be a thing in December and January. Like the bills ran 90 plays. It was for Cincy. Okay. I mean, it was, it was for Cincy, but just it's, it, it felt like a home field advantage early in the season that is not going to be a consistent thing for them. It. How many times do you think Buffalo's losing games where they run 90 plays, get 497 yards of offense, pass for 400 yards? I just I don't think they lose that game if you play it 10 times. 
I don't think they lose it more than two or three times. Well, I don't I I don't know about that. The reason why I say I don't know about that is because they just have a startling inability to win games that are one possession games. So, yeah, like if you give those stats again, they'll probably blow them out and win by double digits and they'll win that way. But they're not winning close games. And Allen, I thought, reverted back to the guy. I know all the numbers are big, but he reminded me a lot of the guy before, you know, he became this superhero quarterback where, you know, he he had to run the ball mostly to be effective. He was their leading rusher today. Yeah. Um, You know, the chemistry wasn't there with Diggs. The play at the end of the first half was just, like, mind-boggling where they left points on the board there. So... I did not think he had one of his banner days. And then the offensive coordinator freak out was just hilarious. What the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> Ken Dorsey, get out of here. You lose one game and you act like that. What a prick. Yeah, I mean, pressure, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Dable's gone, and that's the fewest points they've scored since week 13 of last year. And he acted like a petulant child. They're still minus 240 to win the AFC East even after losing to the Dolphins, who are undefeated. So if I answer the question directly, I'll say that they're a wild card team. Like, I I, I, st- I still don't think Miami's winning the division, but it was uh, – I wonder if Tua will play on Thursday because that's not a back injury. I watched that entire game. That was not back. That was a guy that got knocked his head on the turf and then went down because he was woozy and seeing stars. What well, horse shit that was. The protocol continues to be a joke. And you saw that the NFLPA has already called for an investigation. Yep. I heard about into that. what happened. So, yeah, I mean, if they find something, he might be held out of the game for concussion reasons. And who knows what punishment could be coming the Dolphins way. Uh, we talked about this team a ton. Uh, we talk about every team on every pod. But, like, we've been pretty bullish on them. At least I have. Did the Colts save their season pulling off the big upset of the day over the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so because if they're 0 2 and 1 with what happened with Jacksonville today and even Tennessee getting off the mat against Vegas, yeah, I would say so. Um now this is another situation where I think the wrong team won the game. Yep. Uh can you explain to me other than the game being fixed what happened on that Chris Jones <laughs> penalty? And also, I thought that the asshole special teams coach in Kansas City was like the greatest special teams coach of all time. What happened to that when you worked there? Oh, my God, he's the greatest special teams coach. He should go into the Hall of Fame as the greatest special teams coach of all time. Didn't look that way to me today. Well, he was in Chicago, too, with Devin Hester. So he's he's had a lot of love there. He's put a bunch of dudes into the Pro Bowl, Dave Tobe. But, yeah, it was. uh, Let the safety kick extra points if this other prick can't make a 34-yard field goal. Justin Reed, they uh, they need to have on NFL Films this week the Chris Jones audio for the and the audio between enemy and Mahomes at the end of the first half. Yeah, I mean, my guess. Oh, uh, don't that- downplay that. You're one of the. I know you're a big Chiefs guy, but the Bien- let let Bien-Ami has got does not have a good reputation right now. Would you agree with that? Why? Because he isn't getting head coaching jobs. Well, we've had guys that have left Kansas City that have come out and ripped them like Shady McCoy. Well, okay. That's I mean, I mean what, that's, what 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 do you, what do you believe the 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 issue is with Eric Bieniemy? Uh that basically Andy Reid is the real offensive coordinator there? Yeah, well, yeah, no shit. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that 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 that's not a knock on Bienemy. That that's a it's the second best coach of his generation. Well, right, but you also don't know how good Bienemy is because of that. We learned the hard way with Matt Nagy. You just watched that in Chicago with him. Right. And so, so I mean, some of the guys who have been under Reed have been good. Some of them have been bad. Doug Peterson. If I were Mahomes and Bienemy got in my face, I'd be like, listen to me, you you're not even the real offensive coach. Get out of here with that. Well, it's it's like what was going on in Green Bay last year, right? Like Rodgers, Lafleur, and then Hackett gets a head coaching job in Denver, and Luke Getzey gets a offensive coordinator play calling job here in Chicago. Like yep. The third and fourth guys in Green Bay get jobs because they're around the all timers. Doug Peterson is good. Matt Nagy was bad. Eric Bieniemy is not getting a choice. I think that was competitive people disagreeing, but the it just the whole thing it was one of the worst games I've seen from Mahomes. Like he didn't look good. Travis Kelsey was apologizing on Twitter after the game. They were three of ten on third down. Yep. The Chiefs' offense was not good. Well, uh, but the reason why I can't call this a total victory for the Colts is because they didn't fix their offensive line problems. Taylor was under a hundred yards. Yeah. Ryan got sacked five times and had two fumbles. That's it, supposed to be the strength of the team. It's just such a bad division. They're still even money to win the AFC. Well, well, I know. We'll talk about Jacksonville. I know. I know. But it's I mean, listen, man, I gave it to you last week. If you, you you keep talking about Jacksonville, put your money where your mouth is. I gave it to you last week at plus like 330. Now it's plus 240. If they keep winning these games, it's going to be. I've already bet on them to win the division. I have, I had them at seven to one. And then I, had a, then I have them at plus 430 to just make the playoffs. Okay. Good. I'm sitting pretty. All right. Good. Good. All right, how about the Ravens and Patriots here, Danny? Do I need to eat crow on Lamar Jackson? What, what do you want me? What What is a sufficient compliment for Lamar Jackson on today's show? That he's the best player in football? Is that what you want me to say? Does anyone do more with less? Does anyone do more with less? You're saying just this year? He's got four touchdowns in every game, and he doesn't have a number one receiver. Yeah. I'll concede that one <laughs> like for can, this season. Yes. Can, can they, can they get my man Tyree kill? Can they get him AJ Brown? It's unbelievable, man. What he does week in and week out. It is well, like he's got the second best tight end in the league. Yeah. Right. That's, that's something. Yeah, it is. That's, that is something injured running backs, tackles dropping like flies he is hanging there in the pocket. No left tackle now. M- multiple tight window throws on third and goal in the red zone for touchdowns. The guy, I mean, he is answering every question and criticism that people have had about him as a pocket passer, as a passer, as a thrower yep. of the football. Like, who's who should be the MVP through three weeks? He would. Josh Allen, I guess. No, maybe. no, I would say I would say Jackson right now. Right, it's he. It's unbelievable to watch, and I just I feel like he's being. It's like Baltimore doesn't want to pay him, and then you look at quarterback play around the league. Look at what look at what Russell Wilson is putting up, and what he has gotten paid. And obviously, you know, guys won a Super Bowl and done it for a lot longer. I understand that, but he's never gotten an MVP vote. Lamar has an MVP, and he certainly didn't have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like, what, what, 
it almost feels like Baltimore doesn't want to pay him the market rate and they don't want to give him the playmakers to allow him to really flourish as a passer. And he still is doing it anyway. I've, just, I've been so impressed with him. Well, I think, but I, I think what, what we're seeing maybe is the evolution of them offensively in that when they were all about the run and they were basically running Navy's offense, it was about having multiple running backs and read option stuff and fullback dives and all that stuff when he first came in. And really the year even he won the MVP, I knew he threw all those touchdown passes to lead the league, but that was still the hallmark uh, or calling card of that offense. It's not now. It is more pass first. You know, I think now that there's, I think now that other receivers are seeing this, I think they'll want to play with Lamar Jackson now if he keeps this up. You know, the Lamar Jackson of last year, I understood why Hollywood Brown didn't want to be there anymore or didn't mind a trade. There were 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and the guy missed, what, seven games? Like yeah, if he no, plays I, like this. That, that's fair. What I, but what I'm saying is, like, he's he's added it. And so say it's offensive change, maturity, or whatever. Like, yeah. he, he he bet on himself, and he knew something. He he And it, it's three games. We'll see. But but he looks like he's taken his game to another level. And then just to talk about the Patriots quickly. I don't think their injury is the worst thing in the world to Mac Jones. I'm interested, not that I want to see Hoyer because he's about a million years old, but I thought Jones lost them the game today with yeah, the interception was, in the back of the end zone. He was horrifyingly bad. But for a, for a while, there were like stretches where their offense looked pretty damn good and i'm like does does baltimore's secondary just stink because it just we talk, i mean i know we talked about well, hamilton. hamilton made a big play he punched that ball out on aguilar but yeah yeah but i mean we talked about hamilton last week he made the play today but peters and humphrey are there i'm like i know all of these guys and mac jones is at times carving them up and hanging yeah. a big number they both had interceptions by the end of the game but i get your point yeah, but no, but well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're like if you were just like watching that game and like flipping back and forth, there were a lot of highlights. But then he also had three interceptions, and he should have had four. He yep. should have had a pick six. Yep, that was that was dropped. So like Mac Jones is just Mac Jones. But uh, I'm confused at Baltimore secondary because I thought Mac Jones would never be able to look like that even in stretches, and he did. And then he turned back into a pumpkin. But that was a weird game. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, a couple of first ballot Hall of Famers. The NFC is weird. You know I've liked the Packers since before the year. I'm feeling good about that. Did that game feel to you like an NFC Championship game preview, like Burkhart kept No, not at all. Uh, no, and with, with, and with Burkhart and Olsen calling the game, it made me feel like a 1 o'clock Bears-Lions game. I mean, it's you know, it's it's got to be so weird that Olsen's calling a game while he's watching a guy that in a year or two is going to take his job. Yeah. It's got to be weird. <laughs> I, would, you know? I would love to have some true stories into that production meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly think like this is going to sound crazy, but I, I think the Arians Brady relationship is strained. So I don't really think there's somebody within the organization that could say this to him. Maybe it would be the owner. Maybe it would be one of the Glazers. I honestly think they should have just told the guy to take a couple of weeks off now. Paul like, Clemens? Given, I, I, like, he came alive the last drive of the game. And there are two points. Danny, a delay a game penalty happens before a two-point play with a Brady team? Crazy. 
I know they didn't have any timeouts there, but it almost happened two plays in a row. Yeah. So I, I, I just that that would be my hope. I mean, you're you're gonna have a hard time winning games while those receivers are out. You know, I I, I would have almost tell, told him, let's come up with a let's come up with a fake injury here and give you a couple of weeks down to see if it helps. Yeah, I honestly came away pretty impressed with Green Bay. Uh, like even more so than I. Was. What part of Green Bay? I mean, did you think that they were capable of looking like that offensively with Jones and Dylan having 24 carries for 68 rushing yards against that defense? They scored 14 points. I I know, but Rodgers was crazy efficient. Dobbs had eight catches. Seven dudes had multiple catches. Jones had a fumble at the goal line, which kind of skews things. Yeah, I just – like. They're showing that they can win in a multiple of ways. Uh, and in week one against Minnesota, it looked like Rodgers had nobody who he could throw to. And by week three, seven guys have multiple catches. And there's a rookie with eight catches to lead the team. Yeah. And, and Lazard looked good and Cobb looked good. And like, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a highly explosive game. Tampa's defense is awesome. And as we talked about in the Miami game, humid south florida they showed the the bees like going around the goalposts like they kept how does that happen i have no idea and i'm allergic to bees i wouldn't have wanted to play yeah i mean i'm not allergic to bees but i wouldn't want to be stung i'm soft i wouldn't have wanted to play because i'd be afraid to get tackled but you know six one with scoliosis but it was just I just I came away from that game. Maybe call it confirmation bias. Who's better than Green Bay in the NFC? Give me give me a team, Philly. Well, based on the resume this season, I would say Philadelphia. Yes, I think they've played better week to week than they have. Um, I don't think Green Bay is allowing thirty five to Detroit. I know their defense has been a lot better since that week one game. Are they scoring thirty eight on Detroit though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it was a blessing in disguise that you had mediocre receivers like Watkins out of the game, so it gave it gave Dobbs a bigger role, and he looked like the guy that all the fantasy people wanted to see get more meaningful snaps based on what he looked like in training camp in the preseason. Yeah. But their offense still sputtered enough where I wouldn't come out of this game feeling great, so I disagree with you on that. I think Green Bay's happy they won, and I do think that there's – positives but at no point watching that game did I feel like you know these are two teams that are going to go to the Super Bowl because of what Bur- I, I know they've got Rodgers and Brady and seven combined MVPs but aesthetically the game was so bad for chunks of it that I didn't really look at either team as a real contender I do think both defenses are really good uh and yeah well you liked the under in this game so yeah. hopefully you actually put that bet in and won some money instead of just talking about it on the show last week. No, I did. I but, did. I, I I had the under, but I actually was on the wrong side of the spread, if I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being totally candid with you. Um, Cincy and the Jets, they uh, this was the easiest survivor pick of the day, and they basically won it wire to wire. Do you feel like the Bengals have solved any problems that they had? Are they okay? Well, I think it was the right call. To, yes, I'll start with saying yes, I think they did. I know the Jets suck, but 
They won the toss. They took it right downfield. Um, the Jets were in this weird mode today where it looked like they were more interested defensively in knocking guys out of the game than they were in actually making stops. Uh, the first drive, P. Ryan almost got his head taken off on the touchdown pass that he caught, and then Higgins got drilled again, which isn't good because of his uh, concussion symptoms from the first game of the year against the Steelers. So, no, their offense for the first time this year, Danny looked right. They protected Burrow better. He still got hit because he holds onto the ball so long, though. But overall, now you got a short week against the Dolphins. So they got a chance with a win here where if they come back and beat Miami at home, then people will say they're better than their record says they are, and they'll make the playoffs, and we'll see if they can get back. Yeah, I feel like if you're just if you're not a believer in Baltimore for some reason, now's the time to buy on Cincinnati. They're they're almost three to one to win the AFC North. And I I'm not going to because I think what Lamar's doing is real, but if if they win that Dolphins game, everyone's going to talk about it just being a little bit of a blip. And and the odds will flip if Buffalo beats Baltimore in Baltimore. Right. Which exactly. could easily they'll be favored in that game. Exactly. So I it now's your if you believe in Burrow and that Cincy is better. Like this, this is the moment to to make that investment. Um, and the Jet season starts now next Sunday because Wilson goes back in. They're like now the clock or the meter on everything for them starts ticking. Both the quarterback. See, I think that they would actually dump the quarterback before the coach. Do you agree with that? I think there's a better chance they draft the quarterback in next year's draft, the Jets, then fire Salah after two years? I mean, I think it just depends. I know this is a cop-out. I think it depends where they're drafting. Like, are they taking the fourth prospect in the... Well, I think know? they'll be in the top 10. Okay. But but still, like, they Zach Wilson was the second prospect right. in, his, in, in, his, in his draft, right? So, like... Are you getting a guy that you have you had graded out lower than Zach Wilson because he's the third, fourth, or fifth quarterback prospect in this year's class? Like Anthony Richardson from Florida or somebody like that. Yeah, my, my guess is if they like have a guy with like a similar draft grade, they would take him. And if they have a guy with a lower draft grade, they'd they'd run it back. But all that matters is does he show potential? Like, because they they've shown that they can be competitive. You know, they've They've shown that they can be competitive when he's not there, whether it's with Mike White or Joe Flacco. And so, if they look way worse, I got a weird hair thing going on. So if they if they look uh, if they look way worse in uh, w- with Wilson, you know New York man, it's going to be untenable for him. And so, yeah, it, it it gets interesting for them going forward. Philly and Washington, Pony. Um, we touched on it briefly. Philly may be the most impressive team in the NFC through three games. You more impressed with their offense or their defense? So the whole schedule or today's game, the whole schedule. I mean, I I would say the whole, I would say the whole schedule of their offense because I was not like super high on Jalen hurts coming into the year. I started to buy into him being a productive quarterback with the great offensive line there and bringing A.J. Brown in, but I thought he was going to be more like of a passenger along for the ride 
that he was not going to be like the central figure or the key per- player. And I've just really liked what I've seen from him through three games. Like it was a spectacular catch, but I just love the decision at the end of the first half to just air it out to Smith and let him go up there and make a play. And that dude had such a big game that if you pair him with Brown and then Goddard at tight end, they're not going to get their quarterback killed because they protect him well. Like, shit. That is a really good team. And if Miles Sanders can't get it done, then you go to Gainwell. Like, there's bodies at running back. There's just Sanders a ton of depth good. there, man. Sanders yeah. Good. Well, I'm like, saying, though, they've got options. They're not like yeah. – they've actually got a backup that's not – he's like a 1A type. Yeah. Um, I think it's the offense also, but just by a little – because that the first week of the season was weird with the Lions, you know, having 180 rushing yards on them, 38-35. Like that, that, that was probably the weirdest score of, of week one. But since then, today against the Commanders, they allow eight points and 240 yards of offense. And then that Monday night game against Minnesota, they allow seven points. 264 yards of offense and Jefferson only has 48 yards on 12 targets. Like they they've shown an ability to be great, right? Hertz has accounted for over 300 yards of offense, like combined passing rushing in all three games. Like they've shown an ability to be great on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So I, and offensively it's been, Three, th- three for three, and defensively it's been two for three. But I think the single most impressive thing that they did is what they did to Jefferson in that Monday night game at home. Like that was like a true home field advantage, and they took a guy who after week one looked like he was going to set the receiving yards record. They took him completely out of the game. And Washington's offense had been good. Yep, really like good. They, you know, they, they, they had been really good. So I, I thought today was – like. It's tough to be a statement game against a team that nobody thought was going to be more than like an eight-win team. But I, I thought that they were just very, very impressive and continue to be. So they, well, speaking they, of impressive, Jacksonville won its – I think it's the first time since 2000 they've won back-to-back games by 20 points or something like that. Like not just winning but beating teams big. It's their first road win since they went to Oakland and won in 2020 uh but do you take the whole thing with a grain of salt because of herbert's injury in this game and the decision by the chargers to not just start the guy but then play him when it was a laugher in the fourth quarter danny yeah th- that whole game was weird it's like it so a few things with what you said i don't take it all with a grain of salt because trevor lawrence looked awesome he looked like he's making the leap Right. He like the last yeah. two weeks, Trevor Lawrence looks like he is processing the game. We always knew he had the physical tools. Like that was you watch that guy play for one quarter of one college game, and you're like, Well, that's an NFL player. And then you watch him play for one game in college, and you're like, Well, that's the first overall pick in the draft. Right. Like it was no question that he had every physical tool you would want. Question was, could he process NFL defenses? And last year it looked like he couldn't. Week one, it looked like he couldn't. Week two and three it looks like he can. So Peterson is getting the most out of Trevor Lawrence and he's going to be awesome for the next 15 years. Like all of us thought he was going to be. So that part for Jacksonville, I think is very real. The road thing though, man, 
the NFL should be embarrassed. That crowd was there was nobody there. It that, that it's just it, it's in they have no the Chargers have no fans, and the Jaguars don't travel. Like that was there was there were sections open in the lower level of an NFL game with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert playing. It was it was there was there was no atmosphere at that game. So it's like they traveled a long way, but that may as well have been like a Wednesday walkthrough in the preseason. So I, I don't know about like the road thing, giving them too much credit. And then Staley said after the game that the injury for Herbert is just going to be a thing. It's just a, it's just a thing that's not going away for a while. So that's why he played him. I think that explains why he played him at the start of the game. I don't think that explains why he played him in the fourth quarter when they were down four scores. Yeah. So. And I, 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 I don't know what's happened to Staley. He's, he's gone against all of the things that I thought he stood for or represented present day, progressive minded coach. Yeah. He's, he's fallen back on things like, you know, you play a full 60 minutes. Um, His decision-making in the last game against the Chiefs in short yardage situations and fourth down calls and things like that. Just a total 180 from last year. And then I agree with you so much. The Chargers shouldn't be there. They should have either found a way to let them play in San Diego. They should have gone. You know, I'd even put, I, I mean, I know they're a West Coast team. They've been in California. But, you know, you've got poss- you've got cities that want NFL teams and will support NFL teams. LA doesn't want a second. They barely want one NFL team, let alone two. So that I've I've said this about this chargers team. If, if they were just like, if they were the lions, right? Like you took the coach, the quarterback, the roster, right? You just, you took every player and every coach and you just put them in a good sports city, right? They, they were the lions. They were the Browns. They were the bears. They were the Vikings. Maybe not the Vikings, actually, because of the Randy Moss teams. But they'd be the coolest team that those fan bases have seen in 30 years. Yeah. They, the, the Chargers are so fucking cool. Like, Staley is regressing a bit. And they're also cursed. They're in, All their stars are hurt again. Allen, Slater, Jackson, Bosa. Slater. Yep. Yeah. It's insane, Allen. Yeah, it's crazy. F- five Pro Bowlers are hurt already. My eighteen to one Chargers Super Bowl ticket is taking a hit because of it. Obviously, thankfully, most of them do not seem to be season-ending things. But like, but yeah, I think the Chargers are just. I'm not like, giving up on them. I'm, I'm not, not giving either. up. I'm not liking what I'm seeing, but I'm also not ready to admit that we were wrong about them. No, I think I think that they're snake bit by injuries. But I just, it's it's a crime. That they play, I think if they were in uh, not Jacksonville, not LA, anywhere else in the NFL, they'd be one of the most rabid home field advantages in the league because it would be so easy yep. to get into that team because they're so damn cool. Um, Vikings Lions is next. What a weird game! Like it, it, we're, it's not going to be actually. Fun. It's pretty typical for the Lions because it had a very Lions esque ending. I know. It was classic Lions. I Lions, know. Lions. Last week. Lions going to Lion. 
Lions going to lion. Last week, multiple teams blew 20-point leads. So it's not really going to be talked about as like a crazy NFL collapse. But that was a pretty ridiculous collapse and very Lions. Like, is there just always a ceiling on what this franchise can be? Because they're going to figure out a way to Lions all over themselves? Is that what we're watching here? Well, yeah, because the Campbell thing, his explanation for what he did at the end of the game made no sense. Which feeds into the meat the meathead stereotype with him. He tries a 54-yard field goal up three when you got to figure Minnesota, they're going to be looking to score a touchdown because Joseph had already missed two kicks. Well, they kept taking so, 56 yards. What are these teams doing? So I I like I felt like to go up six, you're going to kick the ball back to them with a minute and change. Like Minnesota a touchdown, you still you're still gonna lose the game. Is he banking on the fact that Joseph is gonna miss an extra point? Like I, I just didn't I didn't get that. Like I did not understand. And they had gone for it on fourth down, I think six other times in the game already. Yeah, they, yeah, they were four for they were four for six on fourth down, and then they decided to try a fifty-four yarder on fourth and four. And, you know, Goff was like, I should have tried to talk him out of it. I didn't. Campbell said he made a mistake. Would you have gone for it or would you have punted it? Gone for it. Okay. Gone for it. And if they ha- and if, and then your defense has to hold them to a field goal if, yeah. if you miss. But you're not winning a Super Bowl. Your whole thing is attitude, trusting in the guys. Totally agree. Ag- ag- aggression. It was, it was so – so soft at the end for, for, for so no safe. Reason. So yes. Yeah, so safe. But man, cousin sucks too. Like, and Jefferson a- had a very quiet game two weeks in a row. He was the favorite to win the offensive player of the year after week one. I can promise you he's not number one now. Dude. I was like, I thought it was like even money after week one that he was going to set the single season receiving yardage record. I think he had three <laughs> catches today. I know, and he was bad last week against Slay and the Eagles. I know. It was I don't I don't really understand what's happened. But Kevin O'Connell, same thing. They kept they kept attempting 56 yard field goals. You have Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson. Play offense. Yep. What are you doing? Let me ask you about your Bears, who are the ugliest two and one team in NFL in NFL history. But they did have 281 rushing yards with Montgomery getting hurt today, which is the most by a Bears team since, I think, 1984. Even the 85 Bears didn't have a rushing game like the one today that they eked out over the uh, lowly Texans. Like, what happened there? Because there was only eight completions from fields. Are they just running the Ravens' old offense where it's triple option and shit like that? Uh, What's going on there, Danny? No, I mean, Khalil, Khalil Herbert's good. The Texans are bad. The Bears' offensive linemen almost across the board, four out of five at least, are better run blockers than pass blockers. Luke Getze likes to run the ball, but he likes to run the ball also because Justin Fields is apparently awful. Like, I don't know that he's going to be awful forever, and Mooney was dropping catches and – the pass protection, like I said, is bad. So like you can make some excuses for him, but he's missing open guys and he's not processing things from the pocket nearly quick enough. And he, if his first read isn't there, he's tucking and running and dropping his eyes. And it's, 
it's ugly. So like the we the the story in Chicago is they won, but does it matter? Like does it make you feel any better? Because the whole thing is about a referendum on fields. So your answer is no. I can just tell from the way you're framing things that your answer is no, it is not making you feel better. Of course, man. Because like, listen, like if, yes, it matters if the new GM Ryan Poles' draft picks look good. And yes, it matters if the head coach hire Matt Eberflus inspires and builds a culture and gets the defense to play above its collective talent level. And it matters if Roquan Smith can transform to the weak side linebacker in this system and start getting takeaways like Shaquille Leonard for the Colts. And he had the unbelievable, you know, it was a pretty easy interception, but he had the unbelievably timed interception at the end of the game. Like there are things that matter on a week to week micro level. And maybe you can extrapolate out and say, you know, the bears organization is healthier with these guys in charge. Sure. But if they're just going to have to take a quarterback again with a top 10 pick or waste another year with a guy that they know stinks because they have two, low of a pick to draft a guy that matters. I, dude, Eric Kramer or Jay Cutler are the best Bears quarterback of my lifetime. I'm 35 years old. Okay? I just, I'm just i sick and tired of Cade McNown and Rex Grossman and Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields. Like, I just – I want the Bears to have a dude. I, I At this point, I would take a guy like Kyler, who you know is flawed, but you know is exciting and can win you a game on a moment's notice. Like, I've, I've given up on having Mahomes or Josh Allen in Chicago. I just want a dude that's like – yeah, he's pretty good, and on any given day, he could be the best player on the field, and he could get hot for a three- or a four-game stretch. They're going to be three and one. They're going to beat the Giants, and you're going to be sitting there with a quarterback that isn't really getting the job done. And Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. They're, win- they're, win- they're winning games with on a road to nowhere yet again. Um, all right, we, we're getting to the bad games here, and we're going long here. Uh, Trying to hit well, on every team every week. Well, let me give you a thought on this next one because Tennessee in in uh, Vegas played today, and it was actually a, it was actually a fun game. Where Tennessee, Henry looked like 2020 Derrick Henry early. They scored, I think, touchdowns on their first three possessions. Tennessee, they got up big, then they were shut out in the second half. And the Raiders stormed all the way back and they, they lost the game on a two point try to Waller at the end. So the Titans survived, but the thought I had just watching that game, Danny, by the way, the Raiders are the only Owen three team in the NFL right now. Um, the thought I had at the end of the game was, I just think that the, that Adams and Rogers are going to look back on how things finished up there. And they're going to regret that for um, maybe Rogers won't. Cause he does have a super bowl. But, like, you're telling me that they couldn't have found a way to make that work contractually there? Adam says that they made an offer that was arguably more financially beneficial than the Raiders. They didn't. He, just what, wa- he just wanted to play closer to his family in California and with his college friend, uh, Derek Carr. That's what he okay. says. I mean, well, I, don't, I don't know if he's telling the truth. But well, then he's not prioritizing winning. Right. I know. I know it's, it's hard to watch. The, I he like had five the, catches for 36 yards today, by the way. I, I feel like if the Titans had a good passing offense or just still had AJ Brown, like not even a great passing offense, but just better than it had been, the Raiders would have given up 30 plus points. They, that defense is not good. I know Crosby had a good game. 
statistically. I know, I know the yardage numbers weren't crazy. Chandler Jones is in witness protection right now for them. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they tried, they, 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 they made it, they made an effort, but it's, I, they're an over team for me uh, until, until further notice. I know the pat I know their, the pass protection isn't good. So, you know, car can get sacked and that can lead to a lot of punts, but I think their D is terrible and they're going to be playing from behind in a lot of games. And I think Carr is going to have to chuck it a lot. Like I, I did not come out of that game impressed with, with either team's prospect of making the playoffs this year or doing anything meaningful, similar vein. Uh, I think one of these teams will make the playoffs, but something just seems off. Something seem off to you about the Rams. Well, yeah, because I'm waiting for them to give me a, a complete game. And obviously the first night was putrid against the Bills. Buffalo came out uh, you know, and, and wanted to make a statement after how their season had ended last year. And the Rams, you could maybe make the excuse for them. They're still in a, you know, a hangover mode, getting their rings and the banner and stuff that night. And the next game, huge lead on Atlanta. They almost cough it up. And look, they went right down the field. Cooper rushed a touchdown in. They score. They get ahead. They always beat the Cardinals. But at the end of the day, it's still only 20 points against a defense that is bottom third of the league. I Like the, the, the whole McVay... Stafford marriage with the best wide receiver in the NFL with great play calling and, you know, state of the art concepts. You're not supposed to get 20 points in a game like this. Their defense bailed them out today. Donald played great and Ramsey had a throwback yeah. game. Yeah. I, and Allen Robinson looks good in week two and was bad again in like week one and three. Cooper Cup is amazing. Um, but you just, it feels like everyone knows he's amazing. And at some point you need to do something else. Like, you know, it's, it was first rushing touchdown of his career. But I, because the NFC is bad, they're obviously still fine and in the thick of things. And I, we know that they can play and click it in at a high level because we saw it last year, but, but they're not passing this. But I, I just, think, I think Arizona's bad. So well, that, they, that, be, that being said though, we talk about, you know, divisions, like that division looks awful right now. Seattle, yeah. we know what they are. Arizona has fatal flaws, and San Francisco's trying to make it work with Garoppolo. So, you know, winning in Arizona today, what it did was it just uh, rein- reinforced the idea that the Rams are still the class of that division, and it squeezed life out of Arizona as maybe a dark horse there. Panthers, Saints, Panthers snap a nine game losing streak. Anything to like about either of these teams this year? Well, McCaffrey went for over 100 again. Yep. So, you know, there's that with him that in two out of the three games, you know, he's he's been very productive. I wouldn't say that he's stolen the show or anything. There's not like a lot there from a flash standpoint that makes me think he's back, but he's not getting hurt. Yeah, it's volume. So, yeah, so that's Carolina's. You know, that would be the one thing I would hang my hat on if I'm them. And then for New Orleans, it's like, I'll tell you something. I, I've always been a big Jameis guy. I've always liked him a lot. But I do think he needs a certain kind of coach. I do think he needs to kind of be kept, you know, in in a certain lane or in a certain 
you know, he, he, he we know that he can throw 30 interceptions in a season because we've seen it. And I just wonder if there are more games that look like the last two weeks, if Allen will go to Dalton there because he knows what he's getting with him. And he's a defensive coach too. That's the other part of it. And you know how defensive coaches just loathe quarterbacks that turn the ball over, Danny. They're risk-adverse people. Yeah, well, the Saints have more problems than Jameis, man. Like, And I'm, I think that what you said is totally in play. But today, seven penalties, three turnovers, missed a field goal, had a field goal blocked. Yep. You know what I mean? It was just, just awful. Just awful football. The only thing that I would think about if I'm a Saints fan today is it only took three games, but damn, Chris Olave looked like a top 15 pick. And and rookie receivers, again, Mina Kimes pointed it out this week. It's it's true. Like early round receivers are just producing now in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you you have to make a huge mistake for them <laughs> to not translate. And you know, guys taken after him obviously had. And, and sometimes it's just flashes, right? Like the uh, Burks, the kid in Tennessee, flashed. Uh, obviously, Wilson with the Jets, Dotson in Washington, Pickens with the amazing catch in Pittsburgh. Like they haven't all, like Sky Moore's been brutal in Kansas City. Alec Pierce hasn't really gotten going yet. Dropped the touchdown in week one, then been hurt. Uh, Drake London obviously has been great, but like, so not all of them have had their opportunities yet, but as if if they're getting an opportunity, they're producing. And I thought Olave looked like a future number one receiver today. But other than that, the Saints were pathetic, and and you covered the Panthers. I, I would drop DJ Moore, by the way, in fantasy. He is unplayable with how they pass the ball. Um, Great, because I used a premium pick on him in one of my leagues, Danny. Thanks yeah. for the uh, advice a month after yeah, that draft took place. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know that before the season. He's unplayable. They they don't they don't know what they're doing passing the football, and they have no explosiveness whatsoever. And Baker is happy feedback. Uh, the last game was the Atlanta Seattle game. Yeah, that Atlanta won. I think the biggest thing about this game is the drone delay. Yeah. So, can you explain to me why it's so dangerous with a drone over the stadium that we have to get everybody out of there for such a long period of time? Do they think the drone is going to explode? Do they I think, think they that think the, the drone could drop a bomb or or a gas like a like chemical warfare maybe? So what if there are copycat drones now out there that know that they can just delay football games? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> You're not worried about the chemical warfare. You're worried about the delays of football games. I'm worried about these the you know in these tech places like Seattle these nerds that want to interfere with our football watching <laughs> on Sunday and apparently. It, Somebody I, I saw on Twitter uh, pointed out, because I didn't see this game last night, that the same thing happened in Seattle at the Washington football game Saturday night against Stanford. There was another drone delay. Yeah, I Seattle, get your drones in line. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I have nothing to add. Uh, I, I, I like where your priorities are always. I'm, I don't know what the safety issue is. Maybe they think there's a gun or a bomb or chemical warfare. Or what What about like the, the express written consent of the National Football League? Like the video can't be repurposed. What if they just think there's a camera out there and they're going to be pirating these games? Well, maybe, but that's not a good enough reason to stop the game. I mean, if it costs minutes. the owners money, if they, if they think it's going to cost them money. Uh, 
I think both these teams are absolute trash, but Seattle is in a better long-term position. Well, because, it, because of the draft picks. Atlanta's gotta, even though Mariota hasn't played bad, they've gotta go to Ritter because you just want to make sure that Ritter. First of all, why take a quarterback in the second round? I've never understood that. I agree. To me, it's like a wasted pick yeah. because the guy's probably not going to be good, and you could have drafted a starting player at another position there. Yeah. So, but you you want to find out before you go into next year's draft. So he was an older kid. He's not a raw prospect. Ritter should be playing there right now. And then if they go like four and 13, okay, then you know for sure. But by the off chance he's Derek Carr or Jalen Hurts, you might as well play the guy now is how I see it. Because you know Mariota's just a backup. I, I, I look at it like if you don't have your quarterback, the minute the rookie knows the playbook well enough to not get himself killed out there, right? That he he knows how to slide protection. He knows how to do checks at the line of scrimmage, yeah. right? Like, as soon as the mental baseline is at he is not at a physical risk to himself playing NFL football, you have to play him immediately. And everything you do from the moment you draft him until week one is to get him to that threshold. I'd like to see the guy with London and Pitts and Patterson. I'd like to see that for a few games. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. I think these coaches are just all the same. It's, well, Mariota's done it longer. So the veteran gets the lead. You're seeing it in Pittsburgh. Yep. I saw it in Chicago last year. You know what I mean? It just, it's just, it is, it's pathetic. Last one, quick thoughts on the Monday nighter, the Giants and Cowboys. I mean, I think that your Giants are fraudulent, but it's Cooper Rush on the other side. So I'm expecting a horrible football game. I'm expecting a game kind of like Sunday night, honestly. Like, not with as high level of defense. Obviously, the Cowboys have some elite pass rushers. But I expect dysfunctional offense, though I will say, I hope I hope that Michael Gallup, uh, like, looks good if he plays. Is he playing? Have they announced that yet? He's questionable. He's questionable, I think he's right? game time. Yeah, um, I think the Jerry crazy, Jones crazy, comment ballsy thing to like let Amari not not pay Amari Cooper, which I agreed with, but then pay Gallup, knowing that he was having the the, the surgery. So like the, they, they clearly lack something opposite Lamb in the passing game. So I, I, I want to see how that looks. The comment from Jones about how he wants this to end with a quarterback controversy Insane. is just I love it. Of course. If you're Dak Prescott, now you have financial security because of the contract that you got after you screwed your ankle up and Jones at that point said, you know, I never want to see an Andy Dalton situation here or a Garrett Gilbert situation here again. But I don't want to hear my owner say that. Like I would have a massive problem with that if I were in his shoes. I think that... Because he have- wants to put himself in the Mahomes, Rodgers... That kind of category. That's how I would view myself if I were Dak Prescott. And no owner or coach would say that, you know, if Chad Henney went in for Pat Mahomes or, you know, if even if Jordan Love went in for LaFleur as a former first-round pick. Like, why is Jerry Jones trying to create, like, discord or so discord when there's none to be had? 
So you know how like when you get into the NFL, they have all these like symposiums and they bring in veterans and they're like, you know, uh, invest a certain percentage of your paycheck. You know, Chris yep. Carter would say, always have a fall guy. Like there are, there are these yes. rules to live by in the NFL. I feel like if you go to the Cowboys, it's our owner drinks Johnny Walker blue like it's water. So if he says something about you, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> like if he's paying you, that matters. Yeah. If he's talking about you, that doesn't matter. Like, how often does does a head coach come out and be like, "Hey, that thing that our owner said, yeah, forget about that." And that's what that's what McCarthy did. Yeah, he's he's like, "There's no quarterback controversy." <laughs> and, 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 and Jerry feels the same way. Like he he's drunk, man. The guy just drinks and talks into microphones. I mean, it's probably exactly what you and I would do. Yes. If we, if we were worth $8 billion. Yeah. And I would try to run the team and draft and do all the fun stuff that came yeah, with yeah, being the owner of the team, the radio too. Shows and like, yeah. It's just, it's completely, it's, it's exactly what we would do. I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. All right. So. All right. Sounds good. You're all right, dude. All right. Thanks to Spencer Ray, our producer. Subscribe, rate, review, pass it along. We'll talk to you uh, Friday morning after the Thursday night game. See you, Pony. Yeah.